Blog Talk Radio. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, the 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now, here's a question for my listeners. Are you a veteran? Or do you know anyone who is a veteran? Well, I certainly do because I live with a veteran. Tell me. Can you imagine what it would be like to be a veteran and trying to get help from the VA these days? Have you ever wondered what post-traumatic stress can do to your life? Now would you like to learn what happens when you get to work with and under Spike Lee, the famous director? Tell me, have you ever heard of a movie called A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives? Now would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers we're looking for today? Now are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to help our veterans? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I'll be introducing you to my guest. She has been on the show before. She is a writer and director of the upcoming movie, A Sense of Purpose. She will provide us with information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice about dealing with veterans. I'm pleased to announce that this show is now live on Talk for Media and syndicated on six networks with over 5 million listeners to date. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. She is the writer and director of the upcoming movie, A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives. She came up with the idea for this 
sick when she was watching a segment on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel that featured military veterans who suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder, and they used mixed martial arts as a way to cope. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show again today, Jillian Bullock. Hi, Jillian. How are you today? Hi, January. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. Yeah. I know. A few years, a few years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up with you. You know, before we start talking about this fantastic project you're working on, A Sense of Purpose, could you share a little bit with my listeners where your success story began, where you were born and raised, and share with us who your early mentors were. Okay, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. Uh My mentor... That's hard to say. <laughs> I, my first mentor, it might sound strange, but my first mentor was my, actually my stepfather, even though he was in the Italian mafia, oh, oh. and I grew up with him. Oh, wow. He still taught me a lot about life, uh, the do's and don'ts and rules and regulations, you know, how the mob has their uh-huh. lot of rules and do's and don'ts. And so that, that helped me form um, a, a way to think about business. Um, mm-hmm. I structure my business kind of the same way like the mob does in a sense. Not the killing part, of course. <laughs> but, but the part of how you have to have rules and regulations, you have to have people in hierarchy place, and you have to be loyal and, you know, have to find good people to be in your fold. You know, that was my first mentor. My second mentor was um, Frank Allen at the Wall Street Journal. He gave me my first uh-huh. chance in the world of journalism when I was in college. Okay. Um, I wasn't truly fit to be at the Wall Street Journal at that time because my writing wasn't up to par at that point, but he worked with me, taught me how to interview people, how to engage people, how to write grammatically correct and Mm -hmm. syntax and everything, even how to dress properly Mm -hmm. as a Wall Street Journal reporter when you go out. Mm -hmm. So he was my (laughs) second mentor. So I guess those two Mm -hmm. were the main mentors in my life. Okay. Now, when you were growing up, did you were you aware that your stepfather was with the mafia? Did you know that? I yeah, because I, I saw my first mob hit when I was nine. You're kidding? Um, no, so that's when I kind of you know, realized. Um, and my step, I'm African American. My stepfather's obviously white, Italian. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Um, so I was with him from two years old. Well, I was two. You know, he got with my mother and mm-hmm. took me in and raised me up. And, yeah, I went practically everywhere with him. And I saw some things, a lot of things that I should not have seen at that young age, like that mob. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever but, have you ever re- written a book or written about the growing up with that kind of a situation? Oh, yes. Yeah, in my memoir, Here I Stand. Um, okay. came out a couple of years ago, and it's all about everything that happened <laughs> growing okay. up with my mom. My, well, we're... Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about your memoir on another show because today we're going to talk about a sense of purpose. Um, You know, it's interesting that you went to the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if you've met Sporty King, but he used to work at the Wall Street Journal, too. And he's been on the show a lot. And it was kind of a defining moment in his life. Just as you said, he learned all about writing, dressing, etiquette. He It was uh, like... (laughs) It was like going for a master's degree in journalism. Uh, oh, it's what tough. A, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. yeah, but 
that looks pretty impressive on anyone's uh, resume. Resume, yeah. Totally, I mean, that's, totally. That's one of the elite mag- uh, newspapers in the world, so it was yeah. an honor to be chosen to be an intern uh, oh, yeah. while I was in college, and that internship led to me actually being a full-fledged reporter. Okay, okay. And and where did you go to college, Jillian? Uh, LaSalle University in Philadelphia. Oh, okay, okay. Is that a Jesuit school? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's good because I went to a Jesuit school too, and yeah. you uh, you get a great education. Yes, you that's do. <laughs> I think everyone who's gone to a Jesuit school says that immediately. Now, let's, okay, let's talk a little bit about what you went through your head when you were watching Brian Gumble on Real Sports, and he had a show that featured military veterans. How did that? Give us an overview of how that played out in your life. Well, I was watching the show. I was over at my brother's house, and I was watching the show. And uh-huh. my brother's a veteran. I'm a veteran. And uh-huh. he, when the show was airing, he was like, wow. He said, well, you, you, were, you were in the Army, and talking to me. And he said, you train in mixed martial arts. He said, and you're a filmmaker. That would be a great story. <laughs> and I said, huh, <laughs> that, that, that would be a great movie. And from there, that was like three years ago. And from there, I started doing research on the uh-huh. subject of post-traumatic stress disorder. I started doing uh-huh. interviews with uh, veterans who suffered from that. I, dealt, uh-huh. I interviewed psychologists, Army psychologists who did, you know, treat the people, men uh-huh. and women, who suffer from. Uh, and it just became fascinating, everything that I was learning and a lot of things I didn't like what I was learning, like you know how they don't get the help they need through the VA. And then yeah. it got even deeper when I learned how many incidents of military sexual assault happens in the military, which is why a lot of, especially women, come back with um, PTSD. They may not have been in a wartime situation, but they have dealt with being sexually assaulted or raped, and that brings on PTSD for them. So I kind of had to do even more research then after I found that information out to make, um, you know, to enlighten people what goes on. it's really sad. I, didn't, I mean, I was in the Army. I, I Thank God I never had to deal with that. But in my my uh, research, there were women in my, actually in my platoon that I got in touch with uh, mm-hmm. during the course of writing the script, and I found out that some of them had dealt with military sexual assault. So. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, how long were you in the Army? Uh, how old were you? Where did you serve? Uh, I was in the Army. I was in my uh, 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my twenties. I was in. I went to Fort Dix for basic training. Then I went to my advanced training in Fort Gordon, Georgia. Um, uh-huh. After that, my mom had gotten really sick, and I had to come out of the uh, active and go into reserves. Okay. Because my mom was watching my children at the time, and okay. she got real sick, so I had to come home. So then I did um, Army reserves, okay. and then I also okay. did ROTC in, in college as well. Okay, okay. Well, this subject is something I'm very interested in because uh, my husband is a 100% disabled Army veteran, and he oh, wow. was in Vietnam and had episodes of PTSD mm-hmm. throughout his life, which is something that a lot of these veterans, they carry this with them for, forever, don't you, don't, right. don't you agree? I do, I do agree. It, I mean, you know, other, some, some veterans deal with it better than others, um, but I think for all of them who suffer from it, it's an ongoing struggle, ongoing mm-hmm. battle. Um, 
and, and people just don't realize uh, how deep the problem is. You know, we have, uh, you know, 22 veterans die each day from suicide, from post-traumatic wow. stress disorder. And it's, wow. it's, I don't know, it's not getting any better. So yeah. I'm just trying to do my part to enlighten the public, mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. about this subject and hopefully to shed more light on it so they veterans can get the help that they need because they went off and served and did their job, you know, and the, when mm-hmm. they come home, they, they're not always taken care of. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's fair. Um, okay. Well, now, how did you, uh, you did extensive interviews. How did you yes. find the military veterans and how many did you interview? Oh, um, I did research. You know, you don't go on the Internet. That mm-hmm. wonderful, amazing thing that we have. And, um <laughs> Uh, you know, I went on. I did a lot of research, and I reached out to people, emailed people. If I got in touch with people, I went on Facebook a lot and, and contacted a lot of people. Um, and then, you know, you just see who's willing to talk to you and see if they're willing to share their story a little bit with you. And yeah. even if you know, even if they're they don't want their story in the script, they still right. may be willing to share what they have gone through. Um, uh-huh. And you and- know. And a lot of them, they were anonymous. I assumed that they probably yeah. didn't want their names used. And, um, in fact, only one person allowed me to use her name. Only one oh, of the yeah, veterans yeah. that I talked yeah. to has allowed me to use her name and actually put some of her story into the script. Only one person did that. Everybody else didn't want that to happen. They, they didn't mind talking to me about it, but mm-hmm. they just didn't want to. It's out into the world. Yeah, well, it's very understandable because it, it, PTSD, there's a stigma to it. A lot of people don't understand it, and it's probably something you probably don't need to advertise if you want to try to lead a normal life. Right, um, right, right. It's, But it's uh, wonderful that they were able to share it with you and that you included this research in your project. You know, right now we're going to include a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, Jillian's going to give us an overview of her uh, script, A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives. Right back with my guest, Jillian Bullock. The Boy on Shady Grove Road explores a humble but adventurous childhood in rural Arkansas during the 1940s and 50s. Clyde McCulley's juvenile innocence and sense of wonder capture universal mysteries and dreams of childhood while coming to terms with family, friends, and faith in the segregated South. With wit and heartfelt gratitude, the boy on Shady Grove Road ponders the most basic questions while celebrating the warmth of belonging, the joys of freedom, and the simple pleasures of life. Available on Amazon and StoryNightPress.com. Rachel Carson wrote, Spring now comes unheralded by the return of the birds, and the early mornings are strangely silent, where once they were filled with birdsong. Little did she know the movement she began would lead to the destruction she envisaged. Announcing the release of John Graves' new book, Broken Wing, Birds, Blades, and Broken Promises. Today's wind turbines kill millions of birds, require backup power plants, are harmful or deadly to humans, have enormous costs. There are alternative wind turbine choices. The wealthiest benefit from wind. We pay higher prices. The story is conservation, the environment. 
Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the No Wine Zone with my guest today, Jillian Bullock, and she is in pre-production on an amazing film that will she'll begin independent filming in September 2016 in Philadelphia. Now, Jillian, could you give us an overview, a synopsis of uh, uh, your movie, A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives? Sure. Um, it, it focuses on four military veterans who come home from Iraq uh-huh. and Afghanistan, and okay. all four of them are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, and they all handle it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just follows their journey. Uh, it's not a documentary. It's actually a feature film. Okay. Um, so we have some great actors in the role playing different parts. And then the focus of the movie is on one character, Dr. Uh, Hilton, who is an Air Force veteran, and mm-hmm. he, his goal is to he is a therapist and he takes on you know military veterans. He doesn't make them pay. He does it for free because he realizes that the VA has been shortchanging them and mm-hmm. not giving them the quality help they need. So he mm-hmm. uh, comes in and he he's just you know helping everybody. But in the meantime, while he's helping everybody, he's having his own um, anxiety and issues because you know he sees so much death and destruction and he doesn't feel mm-hmm. that he can help others so it weighs him down as well so it says how these people when they usually go to the mixed martial arts school in mm-hmm. the movie and they all conjugate together they train together but they also laugh together they cry together they share their stories mm-hmm. um, because they're veterans and they all understand what it's like to be um, in a world that their family and friends don't understand Okay. Now, you're, uh, you highlight, you teacher for veterans, uh, two women and two men. You have Diane Torres and Sabrina Smith, along with Alexander Blakely and Jason Garrett. Are these people, are they modeled after people you knew, or how did you create these characters? Uh, no, they're not modeled after any people I knew. They're, they're modeled after just reading a lot of different military mm-hmm. articles and books and different things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just being a writer i'm a screenwriter so i have mm-hmm. a great imagination you know you put things <laughs> together <laughs> and you know like stuff that i put in there is true like when i'm talking about how the va they're mm-hmm. you having issues with the va that's you know that information is true that's in there anything yeah. that's in there is actually accurate mm-hmm. um you know the military sexual assault all those things are accurate so i'm just drawing from real life events that mm-hmm. i've read about or seen on TV or heard a Congress talking about or the president talking about. And I blended it together to make a story. Sure. Well, this is such a timely topic because 
so many people are now becoming aware of what the veterans have gone through and some of their problems. In your script, they turn to drugs and alcohol, which is no surprise there, to cope with depression. And then they have the internal emotional demons they're fighting. They realize they're being held prisoners by fear, frustration, and anger. And suicide is constantly on their minds. And this is a, a reality for a lot of veterans, isn't it? Yes. Unfortunately, it is. It's, uh, you know, they have, veterans have the highest number of, um, like I said, suicide and also homelessness. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they can't hold a job when they come back. It's difficult for a lot of them to assimilate back into society. Uh, again, mm-hmm. they don't get the help mm-hmm. they need a lot of times through, through the VA. So if they don't get the help that they need, where do they turn? So the story kind of gives them an outlet, a place to turn, which is this place called, we call it in the script, the Elite Warriors MMA School. And they can go there and they can talk about, it's like, you know, it's something like a support group, but it's also veterans and then they train. And that training helps them because they're like camaraderie again, they're brotherhood, sisterhood, and they come together and they feel comfortable. They can let their guard Mm -hmm. down and the other veterans understand exactly what they're going through. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about mixed martial arts. Uh, Give us, did you do this? And give us a description of what people, when they're doing this, what they learn. Uh, Mixed martial arts, that's a combination of a few different styles of martial arts. um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we deal with um, not only standing, fighting with your fists, your elbows, your knees, your kicks. You also do jujitsu. Uh, which you go to the ground and, you know, you do uh-huh. mission holes and stuff like that. So it's a combination of a lot of different um, martial arts, and they come together. So you have Muay Thai, you have Jiu-Jitsu, and you blend them together and you get MMA. So I train in MMA, and, you know, it helps me just in life to be in shape, <laughs> to be fit, to have strong mental capacity. It helps me, and it has it does help a lot of veterans. So. Uh, that's why, again, I said this is the perfect story for me. Um, it, it feels comfortable for me to even write this type of story. Sure, sure. Now, share a little bit. This is an interesting part of your backstory that you got your start in filmmaking after you graduated from LaSalle University and you secured an internship on Spike Lee's movie Malcolm X. Tell us what that was like. It was interesting. It was a lot. I mean, it was surprising to see a lot of different things. And I was new to the filmmaking world. A lot of things I, of course, didn't know. Um, so uh-huh. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of the things I, I would do personally as a director and things I would never do as a director. Um, and this is how you learn. You do your internships and you say, okay, I can do this. I can do that. I would never do this. This is the way you formulate your ideas with, and when you become a director. It was hard work, of course. Um, mm-hmm. An intern, um, mm-hmm. you know, you do a lot of the grunt work when you're an intern. You're the, low, you're the lowest on the yeah. totem pole when, you, when, you're, yeah. when you're an intern. You know, you're, you're lower than a gopher. The gopher is, literally they say, go for this, go for that. That's the gopher. But an intern is even worse than that. You're lower than that. <laughs> but, you know, you don't get paid. You know, you don't get paid or anything, but it's an opportunity, again, to to learn. Um, you know, it's different from, like, the Wall Street Journal. When I was an intern at the uh, Wall Street Journal, I got paid, and I got paid yeah. well. Uh-huh. But on a set, yeah. a lot of times people who are just getting into the film industry, they have to, like, 
you know, you got to get your foot wet somehow. And most of the time when you become do an internship, you don't get paid. You get the privilege of working on a film set and adding it to a credit so you can go on to do the next project. And it's a learning experience that I think, you know, everybody needs if you want to go into this line of business. You know, you have to do that internship. How difficult is it to secure an internship? That must be uh, quite a process in itself, isn't it? No, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> usually, like 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 with for this film, when we start filming, we I will go to different colleges and mm-hmm. see um, get seniors who are doing you know in the film program, and they will become interns because they need that credit on their resume. So when they you know they can start building and learning. So it's quite easy. You go to the school uh, film department and you say, listen, I uh-huh. want some of your best okay. and your brightest students. Um, they get a credit in the film, and this looks good on their resume, and they're more than willing to do do it for first. Okay. Well, for any of uh, the potential interns who are out there listening to this show, <laughs> in our next segment we're going to give information so that you can actually uh, – contact Jillian if you are in the Philadelphia area and interested in uh, securing an internship. She says it's pretty easy to do. How long did you work on Spike Lee's movie? Was it a year out of your life or how long did no, it take? It only did it for a few months. The reason why is because one, I didn't get paid and I had I had a couple of children. So oh. I, I went to school early, I went to school later in life so I didn't go right out of high school Mm-hmm. You know, because I was still dealing with the mob situation at that time, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't go right away. <laughs> I didn't go right, you know, like a normal kid and go straight to, you know, yeah. high, you know high school and college. It didn't work that way. Yeah. So Yeah, you um, did it uh, backwards. <laughs> yeah, I did it kind of late in life. So, yeah. uh, you know, I had I had a couple of kids and I had to feed them. So, you know, I, yeah. like you're not getting paid. So, um, And plus I had to travel to New York every day on the train. Oh to my get gosh, to New yeah. York from Philadelphia, yeah. and that was costly. So mm-hmm. only, I actually only did like maybe two, three months on the set, but in that time I learned a whole lot that um, helped me to go on to work on other films and, yeah. and my own projects. It was a, a well, great learning experience. Yeah, and it, again, just like the Wall Street Journal, that would be great on your resume. What's also right, great right. is when we hear from our sponsors, and we're going to hear from them <laughs> right now. And when we come back with Jillian, she's going to share her website information. She's also going to share with us how she is uh, funding this independent film that begins September 2016th in Philadelphia. We'll be right back. January's co-host, Connie Cockrell, the author of Mystery at the Fair, has been writing since 2011 after a challenge from her daughter. An eclectic writer, she's written mysteries, sci-fi, fantasy, and even a thriller. She has been included in four different anthologies and published on the e-zine Everyday Fiction. Connie continues to write and entertain with whatever comes into her head. You can find her books on most ebook retail sites. Paperback editions are also available. Be sure to visit her at www.connysrandomthoughts.com, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Connie Cockrell. The new book, God Reconsidered, Searching for the Truth in the Battle Between Atheism and Religion by Scott Smith, explains why both militant atheists and believers in traditional religions ignore inconvenient truths. Scott argues in favor of the insights of Gnostic Christianity. Check out www. 
GodReconsidered.com to read a sample chapter. That's GodReconsidered.com. With over 30 years as a registered nurse with empathic ability, Carolyn Green, a.k.a. The Energy Nurse, is bridging the gap between traditional and alternative medicine. Certified in the areas of energy medicine, life coaching, and as a medical intuitive, she brings to each client an integrative approach to body, mind, and spirit. Her book, found on Balboa Press and Amazon, Getting to Know You, Guided Pearls of Wisdom for a More Soulful Existence, is a channel journey for clearing the mind clutter to bring about healthier thought patterns. As a motivational speaker, Carolyn brings new light to old issues and is engaging, interactive, and enlightening. With her newly launched The Energy Nurse Jewelry Line, she brings to you stones and crystals that are not only beautiful to wear, but balancing and healing as well. To contact or learn more about Carolyn, go to www.theenergynurse.com. Welcome back with my guest today, Jillian Bullock, and she is uh, producing and she's in post-production for an amazing film called A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives. Uh, Jillian, would you share with our listeners your website and how they can contact you and also where they can get your wonderful book? Okay, they can. my website is Bullock, B-U-L-L-O-C-K, enterprises.com so jbullockenterprises.com that is my website they can go on and see information about the movie and we'll be adding more information about the movie of course as we go along we're in pre-production so we try to put more pictures up and everything so everybody can see what's going on um, they can also learn more about it on Facebook they just go on Facebook and put in you know, in the search uh, such a purpose and it'll pop right up Mm-hmm. And that's actually and, on Facebook is where we're going to be having casting calls and the crew interviews. That's going to come in March. Uh-huh. So that's when we're going to have people come out, see if they're going to want to be on the film, uh-huh. audition, and then we'll go from there. And uh, share with our listeners uh, how you're going about uh, financing this movie. What we're going to be doing in April, we're actually going to do an Indiegogo uh, campaign, um, uh-huh. which is mostly how people do films these days. You know, if you Kickstarter Indiegogo, um, uh-huh. we'll be doing the same thing. We'll also be doing official sponsorships and grants. Um, so we'll be doing that as well. And we'll also be talking to investors. So it's all three different um, segues that we're going to be doing. Okay. And interestingly enough, I wanted to share with our listeners that you have sold two scripts uh, so far. One is entitled The Champion Inside, and the other one is Scar Across My Heart. And since 26, uh, Jillian has been a screenwriting judge for the Set in Philadelphia Screenwriting Contest, which is sponsored by the Greater Philadelphia Film Office. She is also the author of the memoir, Here I Stand, that highlights her upbringing with her African-American mother and her white stepfather, who also, as we mentioned earlier, was a member of the Philadelphia Italian Mafia. (laughs) Fascinating (laughs) stuff. And when you go to her website, it's all about determination, faith, and strength. She is an empowerment speaker, 
uh, as a filmmaker, screenwriter, which we've been talking about today. She's a fitness health expert and who has specialized in martial mixed arts. She is an author. Her wonderful book, Here I Stand. Also, Jillian is an advocate, businesswoman, and she works with um, addiction, military, veterans, uh, especially with girls and women. She works tirelessly to raise awareness not just about sexual assault and domestic violence, but other subjects, including homelessness, teenage pregnancy, drug addiction, and, of course, military veterans. Um, what, what's your favorite thing to do? Of all these uh, hats you wear, which is your favorite hat? <laughs> uh, I would say writing. I could write, uh-huh. and I have written for 12 hours straight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, actually, this year I was trying to work on my first um, – thriller book my first novel and uh-huh. i did in one month i did fifty thousand words in one month which is a lot because a book is normally 80 to ninety thousand words so i actually yeah. did fifty thousand in one month so oh, wow. for that month i just cranked it out and i was at that computer a long time because uh, uh-huh. i just wanted this year i wanted to make sure i reached that goal of getting my first novel um okay. published so Okay, so yeah, you're certainly well on your way. Are you? Um, what kind of a writer are you? Do you write every day? Do you write in the morning? I mean, when you're pounding out fifty thousand words, that must have been quite an experience, dear. <laughs> that was an experience. That was that. That was a month that nobody could talk to me, family, friends, nobody. Like, don't talk to her. She's okay. in that mood. So, <laughs> but normally I, I write. <laughs> but normally, when I'm not doing something as crazy as that, I write uh, three to four hours a day. Um, and that's early in the morning. I get up at 4.30 uh-huh. every morning, and I write for three or four hours. Um, oh, wow. Then I head off and do whatever uh-huh. else I need okay. to do for business and, um, you know, uh-huh. do my fitness stuff. I teach fitness classes, so I have to go out and teach my classes and everything. Uh-huh. Um, okay. You know, me- do meetings, make phone calls. You know, it's a lot of research that I have to do for um, – even while I'm still in pre-production, I'm still doing more research because I just want everything to be um, perfect and my accuracy in this film, I don't want people, veterans especially, to look at the film and like, that's not that's not how it works, you know. That's yeah, not how yeah, it works, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Is, this, uh, is this the first uh, film that you're producing? No, I've done other, like, small, like, really small films. And they were basically, like, films to get my feet wet, to get me, um, you know, knowledgeable about how film works. And, I mean, I didn't go to school for film, so I had to uh-huh. learn by reading books and watching videos and everything. So I've done a couple of the smaller, okay. smaller films. This is my, my biggest film to date. And I have some uh-huh. amazing, my first SAG film, this is a Screen Actors oh. Guild film. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's a reunion film, so that's a biggie. And I have yeah. some wonderful actors that are in, involved who are, um, you know, SAG. Some are SAG, some are not, but some are like, they're still really great people. Like Christopher Mann, you might know him from. Uh, he did the TV oh, show sure. The Wire. Oh. Yeah, he's also been mm-hmm. in like you know a lot of different big movies. Brian Wilson, you know, like John uh, Quinlan is in the film. He's been mm-hmm. he's a great guy. Uh, he's he's new to films, but he's such a hard worker. And um, Karen Vick, she's one of my producing partners. Karen Vick, she's an actress as well. Um, Tamara uh-huh. Woods. We got we just have a lot of great people who are coming on board to be a part of this film, and I I really appreciate it because um, you know they're busy and they have a lot of things yes. to do but yes they're willing to say yes i'll i'll be in this film with you and i'll i believe in your vision and I, I appreciate that 
You know, uh, interesting. Let's talk a little bit about this discussion because I do next week. Susan Granger, um, who has, is from Old Hollywood, she's a film critic, and she'll be on this show giving her Oscar predictions. And I've had okay. several people on the show who are African American, and we've been talking about this uh, diversity issue with the Oscars this year that there were no black actors uh, or black uh, participants nominated. What are your thoughts about this diversity issue? No, it's a problem. We know that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we know it's a problem. But again, it has to come from within the the, the voting and the the people on the board. And if you have majority of the board who votes are white old men, you are over sixty years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they really can't relate to uh, uh, African American film. You know, they really mm-hmm. can't. Or a person who's a, a young, especially a young. African American filmmaker or a woman uh, uh, African American, they they can't relate to that because they're like over sixty male. They're setting their ways and yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately that's the way it is. But you know, hopefully there'll be a change. There'll change. I mean, the, the talk about it, the, you know, you do so mm-hmm. much talking about it. But like independent filmmakers like me that have decided that we have to do it on our own. And uh-huh. uh, just like Nate Parker just did, you know, his movie Birth of a Nation, and it, yes, it was the yes. biggest selling film at Sundance ever, 17.5 million. And that's a, I know, you know, Nate Parker is, uh, he's not a, he's not a, uh, he's not a Denzel yet. He's working toward that, but he's not a Denzel yet, but he still felt yeah. that he needed to, to, to do his own project. And he turned sure. out a lot of different projects so he could do his own thing. Cause it was important to him. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, did this big, got this big sale, you know, he's on his way to being a Denzel Washington, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and sometimes it takes that. Sometimes it takes you stepping out on faith and doing mm-hmm. your own projects, and then it gets the recognition, and then you move up and up and up and up, and then hopefully you'll get recognized um, at the Academy and other, you know, different awards. Sure. Well, you know, I, too, I, I adored and loved both concussion and creed i thought they were both amazing movies i i was just uh stunned that uh they weren't nominated and i think a lot of people feel that way now you just mentioned uh sundance so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about the characters in your movie what they experience and what their struggles are also i'm curious to know how you get your movie into the sun sundance festival we'll be right back joining january jones as her co-host on the show is miles miller the great success creator miles is a two-time best-selling author with books entitled Against the Grain, and Successonomics. He continues to transform 100,000 people all over the world through his speaking and training. His uplifting and essential messages like Bulletproof, Time Machine, and Strength in Numbers are impacting every audience he meets. Together with January Jones, they'll explore how to be successful and what steps you can take to achieve the success you want. Visit successhq.net leadup.biz, and learningbreaks.com. Orgasm long and prosper. Learn the secret of the one-hour orgasm. Experience the dynamic connection between extended orgasm and spirit. 
Enhance your bedroom skills with precise instruction in the art of ecstatic sex. Become an accomplished lover capable of sexually satisfying any partner. Men, master ejaculation control. Learn how to orgasm without coming. Cultivate sexual energy. Create a spiritual context for your lovemaking. Feel the bliss of full body, multiple orgasms. Learn how to relax in high states of arousal for extended periods. Visit www.howtoprolongsexualorgasm.com. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems. People who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes. People who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. Precious Personalities is also now available at audiblebooks.com. Today, I have a very, very priceless personality visiting with us, Jillian Bullock. Now, Jillian, um, what's the process of getting a film into Sundance? How do you go about doing that? Well, you just uh, you have to apply. You go on to their, their site, and then you fill out the application. You pay the fee. Um, it's, with, it's with all festivals. You do the same thing. And then uh-huh. you submit your film, and it's a board that says yay or nay. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> fingers well, crossed that you hope yeah. you're selected. <laughs> I mean, well, basically, that's how it goes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm going to definitely keep my fingers crossed <laughs> for you. Briefly, uh, before we close out, just I'd like to share a little bit about the characters in this uh Project uh, Alexander, Sabrina, and Di- Diane. Briefly, share what Alexander goes through. Alexander comes home to his wife and his son, and um, he he experienced a traumatic event when he was in. I, I don't want to give it away because yeah, got to be some surprise. But he he experiences a traumatic event, and it really takes its toll on his relationship, not just with his wife, but with his son. His son is like ten years old. And mm-hmm. they have a, a major falling out in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. The little boy can't uh, relate to his dad anymore. He's changed. He's not the same person he used to be. Okay. And, he, and yeah. Alexander is really struggling to uh, try to keep his family together. And he has a difficult time. And it comes to a point where, you know, his wife tells him to get out and it gets that mm-hmm. bad. And he yeah. doesn't know which way to turn. And it's, you know, Le- he's I'm not going to say all that what happens, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's dealing with a lot of anger. Now, what uh, what about Sabrina and Diane? Diane, what what are they? Give an overview of the things they're dealing with. Well, Diane and Sabrina are best friends, and they 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 went into the military as you know besties, and they said, okay, we're going to do this together. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Sabrina is uh, a medic, and Diane is a, a MP, military police, um, in the military. So, mm-hmm. some, uh, Diane is the one that gets sexually assaulted. She gets gang raped while she's in the military, and okay. she, comes, she gets discharged because she's dealing with PTSD, and she she is suicidal. Um, Diane, I mean, Sabrina comes home a year later after that. She's, you know, discharged a year later, um, and she tries to help Diane. And um, their relationship, are, they're still tight as friends, but, again, things are not the same. And Sabrina's going through her own traumatic uh, event that happened over her when she was ambushed over in um, Iraq. Her, uh, her and her unit was ambushed, and something traumatic happens over there, which, again, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell everybody mm-hmm. what happens. They won't <laughs> Well, and and what, um, I, what I thought was interesting that uh, Sabrina actually receives the uh, the silver star for her service. Right. However, she has to deal with uh, feelings that she doesn't deserve it because of right. things she maybe had to do in the war zone right. that weren't particularly. Yep. Uh, yep. So they they all come back pretty messed up, don't they? They do. They all. I'm not gonna lie. They all come back. Really messed up, but you know it's wonderful to see their journey um, uh-huh. and how. And to be honest, some do make it and some do not make no. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I try to make sure that everyone's story is told thoroughly, and you can see all different sides of what they're going through and how they do cope with it. Some do, like I said, uh-huh. and some don't. Uh-huh. Some make it and some don't, but. The overall picture is that that's what life is here when they come home. Some do make it and some don't make it. That's why we have 22 uh, veterans a day that commit suicide because some do not make it. Well, you know, after uh, going to your website, which is jbullockenterprises.com, there is a synopsis of the movie there. It's a fascinating website. I can now see why so many uh, fabulous actors and actresses want to work with you because, quite frankly, these are very uh, exciting, delicious roles, aren't they? Yeah, they, they really are. You know, I'm going to, um, the way I, most of the cast, like the main cast have been uh, already, they didn't have to go through auditions. You know, a lot of them I already mm-hmm. knew. I knew their work. So I, they didn't have to go through auditions. Um, and the people that I've already cast, you know, they're wonderful actors, and I think they'll give rich performances in the characters that they're, they're you know, set up to play. And I, I can't, you know, wait to get started on it with them. Oh, for sure. And if you go to Jillian's website, there uh, she has a link there, uh, email for if there, you want to have investment opportunities with her. Uh, there's also a link for product placement. And, you know, Jillian, if there's any part in your movie for radio interview, I expect you to uh, <laughs> ask me to do that. <laughs> okay, I might hold you to that. I also, to there's that. a link for spot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) And there's a a link for sponsorship. And there's also a link for general questions. And that's a good link to send to Jillian if you're interested in uh, perhaps an internship, working with her, finding out more about her, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area. Jillian, I loved having you back on the show. It's always fun Thank to catch you. up with you. And uh, I hope that you will uh, keep me posted. Uh, you start in September. How long do you think it'll take to make the movie? Well, it'll take – we're actually going to be doing it in a, in a month. We actually kind of already started. We started. We already shot a trailer for the film. 
because we had to shoot a trailer that goes with the Indiegogo account because, you know, every campaign has to have a video. So uh-huh, okay. we did that trailer. Um, so we got some of our actors yeah. together to do this trailer. And, um, you know, uh-huh. we go full force. We'll go in September. Maybe We might start earlier. Who knows? I want to make sure that we can be done the film in time okay. that we can enter it in Sundance. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, and keep us posted, and I we look forward Aaron. to having you back again. To okay, my wonderful you. listeners, oh, you're welcome. To our wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today. My guests will all amaze, amuse, and astonish you, just like Jillian has today. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful. I would love to welcome you to our No Whining World when you can sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. You know, we love sharing our stories, our struggles, and especially our secrets for success and our secrets for movie making. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it.